Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone,
Good evening, everyone. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship tonight. And if you're watching us, whatever time you watch us, thanks for watching us, tuning in. Share it with a friend. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you give us times of refreshing that come directly from your presence. We acknowledge you in all of our ways that you may direct our paths. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise and glory for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. You're going to be our instruments tonight. Are you ready? (laughs) The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness strives to hide But trembles at his voice Trembles at his voice How great his
You are. 
Bless the name of the Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We adore you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. We thank you, Lord, that you inhabit the praises of your people. Oh, we give you thanks and praise and glory. Thank you, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We lift up our voice. You're above everything in this world. And you lift us up to where you are. We honor you. Oh, we worship you. We glorify your name. Oh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. It's above every other name. Thank you for your wonder-working presence. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your mighty touch. Your strong anointing that destroys yokes and removes burdens. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who's here in our midst. Thank you for pouring him out on all flesh. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. We honor you. You are welcome in this place, Lord. We appreciate and honor your gifts, your fruit, and your working. And we know, Lord, that you are alive and well, and your presence is here. And we're so grateful to have this time with you. As we bless you in Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for being here and speaking to us. Get ready for a fresh wave and a fresh move of something new. I'm doing in this earth. For I've opened up a door and made you a way to a new and fresh anointing. Come and receive. Let it fill you until it overflows on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Hallelujah. And you may have your seats. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Just want to let you know of a few things that's uh, coming up. On uh, August 1st, um, they're having a, it's called the VCF, or it's it's the National Night Out, and uh, it's going to be at the Palmyra Middle School uh, Stadium. And uh, it's going to be a gathering of our community, so uh, we're going to have uh, our presence there. You know, we've been reaching out into the community because God wants to do a work in our community. And uh, there's people in our community that need what we have, amen? And uh, so that's going to be from uh, 5 to 8. You can come out and support that. And then on uh, Sunday, August 6th, we're going to have Reverend Sushil uh, Kumar here. Uh, he's going to be from India, so he's coming here, and then I'm going there. <laughs> At the end of August, uh, I'm going to be gone uh, in India. I'm going to be teaching in two Bible schools there, plus some churches. So um, I'll be preaching at least 50 to 60 hours in two weeks. So I'm excited to be able to take uh, VCF and touch the world. Amen? And uh, I just want to thank... Everyone who has given into the Commission Club 
and uh, you can continue to give to that because that supports any uh, missions group that comes out of here and uh, does a work for the Lord. Uh, also on Wednesday, August 9th, that's the Wednesday after Sushil's here, we're going to have our community prayer and praise night. So we're going to have a lot of uh, praise and worship, and in between we're going to pray for different things as the Spirit leads. So uh, that's going to be a great time in the Lord. Uh, good opportunity to invite uh, some people to come. Um, also, uh, Ken, Pastors Ken and Lynette Hagen, uh, they're going to be here, uh, not here, but they'll be in Pennsylvania at uh, Faith is, is Alive Fellowship in Spring Mills, Pennsylvania, August 23rd to the 25th. Uh, they're going to do an all-faiths uh, conference, and uh, they're the head of uh, Rama Bible Training Center and Rama Bible Church, and uh, Rama currently has 280 schools in 50 nations. So in, in the last uh, 10, 20 years, uh, they've exploded their growth, and uh, they're touching the world and training people uh, with the gospel. So uh, if you can... Uh, See them. Uh, if you can't go, you can watch. probably watch them online, but uh, they'll be here. It'll be great to see uh, some generals in the faith. Amen? Hallelujah. And uh, I think that's it. Praise the Lord. We won't have any kids today since we just have one. So you ready to get into the Word today and to be refreshed by God's presence? Hallelujah. You know, why do we get into the Word so the Word can get in us? It's not about just us getting into the Word, but we've got to get into it in a way where it gets into us. The Word of God has to be alive on the inside of you. If it's not real to you inside, it won't be real to you outside. And, and the work that God does, He always works inside out. He never works outside in. He always works inside out because his word is a seed and a seed goes to work when it gets put in the ground and the ground that God's seed works in is our heart. Our heart is the ground and uh, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 12 for a minute and um, of course you can... Uh, Give any time during the service. Your giving is your expression of love to God. You know that we serve a good God. And God wants the best for you. Say that. Say, God wants the very best for me. Say, God has given me his best. And he wants the very best for me. I want you to think about that. God wants the best for you. He doesn't, he doesn't give us stale, old, smelly things, right? He gives us fresh things, good things, things that are going to help us, things that are going to bless us, things that are going to enhance our life, all right? And we are part of a heritage of faith, all right? So in Genesis 12... Starting with verse 1, Genesis 12 and verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, what did the Lord do? He spoke to Abram. See, in Abraham's day, he didn't have a written Bible. 
In Abraham's day, he had no scriptures. So whatever God wanted to tell them, he had to, tell, he had to verbally tell them. Amen? And uh, how many know that God's written word is the same as God's speaking? Okay? God was able to write it down for us. Okay, so the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country and from your kindred, that's your family, and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. How many know God's got land for you to see? He wants to show you some land. He wants to show you a place. Okay? And... uh Verse 2, and I will make you a great nation. Everybody say a great nation. nation. It doesn't sound like God wanted to belittle Abraham. He didn't say I'm going to give you a little piece. He probably said I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to make you a great nation. All right? And then he says, I will bless you. That sounds to me like he wants Abraham to succeed and prosper and increase. Amen? If it's good for Abraham, it's good for us. Why, we're the seed of Abraham. All right? So, I will make you a great nation, not a weak nation, not a small nation, not a not a um, insignificant nation, but a great nation. Say, the work that God does in an individual's life is great. Say, God's doing great things in me. Okay? And I will make your name great. You know, God doesn't want us to seek fame, but if he makes us famous, hey. Who's going to make Abraham's name great? God is saying this. God is going to do this. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you. Amen? And you shall be a blessing. When you're blessed by God, you're able to bless others, right? Sounds like God wanted Abraham to share his goodness with others. He will be a blessing to others. Say, I'm going to be a blessing to others. You know, we ought to ask God, we ought to um, ask God for doors of opportunity to be opened up so that we can bless someone else. God is in the blessing business. And when he blesses an individual, it's not just for that individual, it's for others that that individual is also going to come in contact with. All right? Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless you. I've got your back. I've got you covered. People that are going to do good to you, I'm going to do good to them. All right? But then he said this, and curse him who curses you. God said, look, if you mess with my kids, you're going to have to deal with me. Right? If, if people are going to curse Abraham, then God's going to curse them. So if, if someone tries to curse a believer, it's going to just result as a curse coming on them. Right? Okay? And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God brought you to this earth to bless the earth. You've got some earth to bless. Amen? There is a people group, there is an age group, there is a geographic location that God has called you to bless. Amen? For Abraham, it was to, to start a brand new race. Think about that. 
God called a man to start a nation who had no kids. You know, if you were going to look for some qualifications for a nation builder, right? Maybe one of your qualifications would say, must have kids. Right? Because how are you going to build a nation if you don't have any descendants? Right? But that's not a problem for God. I want you to see how God loved Abraham. Because like he loved Abraham, he loves you. How God was for Abraham. Like he was for Abraham, he's for you. He wanted the best for Abraham, not the worst. And he wants the best for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to increase. He wants you to enjoy the blessings. He wants you to have a rich, abundant, full life. This is God's will for us. All right? Let's go to Genesis 26. And let's look at Abraham's son. Genesis 26. And verse 1. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. If you're in a time of famine, get God's word, get God's perspective, get God's wisdom, and he'll show you how to thrive in famine. Amen? Okay? And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar, and the Lord appeared to him and said, God is communicating his word to people he's in covenant with. This is Abraham's son. He, was, he inherited all of Abraham's wealth. Okay? And God is speaking to him. Every, every generation needs their own revelation of God. Just because Isaac was Abraham's heir, he couldn't just rely on, the, on, on how Abraham knew God. He had to know God for himself. We need to get to know God. Amen? Eternal life, John 17, 3 says, eternal life is this, that you know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Not, not just to know about him, but to know him intimately, up close and personal. All right? So the Lord appeared to him and said, go not down to, unto Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell you of. Notice, God's got some land for Isaac. Just as he had some land for Abraham, God's got some land for Isaac, God's got some land for you. Amen? The land for me was Palmyra, but it doesn't stop there. God's got some other lands for us. Amen? Okay? So, you've got to to listen to his voice. Go where I tell you to go. It's so important that we hear God's voice. All right, number three, verse three. Sojourn in this land and I will be with you. You know, if God tells you he's going to be with you, then everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to work out for your good. You know, God likes to, he's a personal God. He likes to be with you, right? Say, God is with me. Say, God is for me. Hallelujah. All right? Why? He wants you to have the best. 
That's what I want to tell you tonight. God wants the best for you. He wants the best for me. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for this church. He wants the best for your household. He wants the best for your generations. And the Lord just changed this up half an hour ago because I wasn't, I didn't have these scriptures down in my notes. This is all fresh. Okay. All right. Soldier in this land, I will be with you and I will bless you. Does that sound like God, like Isaac's got someone in his corner that's going to be for him, that's going to help him, that's going to work things out for him? Right? God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness. Amen? Say, God wants to bless me. Say it again. Say, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to see blessings coming on you. Say, God wants to bless me. Yeah, he does. Every one of us. God's got more than enough blessings to go around this room and the world 200 times and more. And he's never, gonna, he's never going to uh, diminish his supply. Say, God wants to bless me. Hallelujah. Okay. I will bless you for unto you and your seed, I will give all these countries. Everybody say countries. That's from Iraq to Egypt. That's what God wanted him to have. All these countries. One, I did a study one time. I forget the numbers, but I, I wrote down all the gross national product of all those countries. It's in the several trillions if you lump them all together. God wanted this family to have all those countries. Amen? You know, our God is not a small thinker. He's not a small blesser. He's not a small doer. He does big things. He does enormous things. And when he invites you to be part of his plan, he knows you're going to need help because you can't do it on your own. It's too big for one person. Okay? I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham, your father. God's word to one generation will be just as good to the next generation. Why, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Amen? Okay? I will make your seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. Say, God wants me to be a star. Hallelujah. He does. He wants the best for you. He wants good things for you. Hallelujah. He's not a cheap God. He's an expensive God. When he gives, he gives the very best. He loves you so much. God loves you so much. Hallelujah. All right. And I will give your seed all these countries. (laughs) Can you ever see God giving you a country? Notice he didn't have to buy it. It was going to be given to him. Amen. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. See, here's the thing. God wants to bless you, but he needs your obedience. The blessings of God, they come to the obedient. What was Abraham's obedience? Leave your country. 
Leave your homeland. Leave your father's house. Abraham was 75 years old. How'd you like to relocate when you're 75? Huh? I mean, you, you've got everything set up. You, you've got the place looking to, like you want it. And God says, you need to move. That was an act of faith. Did Abraham do it? Yeah. And he got the blessings. He got the best. He got, he got God's provision. He got God's protection. He got God's direction. He was enabled to have a child when it was impossible to have a child. Oh, hallelujah. Why? God wants the best for you. Same thing. He wants the best for Isaac. Amen? Same God, same promises, same family line, same obedience. I'm going to read verse 5 again. Because Abraham, number one, he obeyed my voice. Listen, do what God says. Amen? If you know God's voice and he, he told you something, don't, don't reason about it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Be quick to do it. Amen? Because the more you think about it, the less you'll believe it. All right? And he kept my charge. He did. He, listen, you've got to find out God's plan for your life. If you don't know what God's plan for your life is, you need to find that out. That's like making bread without yeast. Or that's like cake without flour. Okay, that's like, um, that's like Coca-Cola without the carbonation. It's flat. That's like lukewarm coffee. God says, I want you hot or cold, or if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Okay, Abraham obeyed my voice. He kept my charge and my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. The only way that, see, in order to have the blessings thrive in our life, we got to cooperate with his plan. We got to hook up with the word, and we got to do the word. Amen? The Bible says that the doers of the word are blessed, not just the hearers of the word. But you, we got to take God's word, we got to get it in our hearts, and we got to put it into action. Amen? Okay? Go to Genesis 28. Genesis 28. And uh, let's look at verse 12. Now, this is Abraham's grandson. Okay? Same family line, same faith, same God. Okay? And we are part of this family line. We are part of this line, okay? Verse 12, Genesis 28, verse 12. This is Jacob now. He's off by his own, his, his, this is the first time he left home. He, he had deceived his brother. He ticked off his brother. His brother was angry, wanted to kill him. You, you talk about some family problems. You know, how many siblings want to kill you? Right? So, Jacob's parents, Isaac and Rebekah, said, you know, you need to go away. They thought it was going to be for a short time. It was for 20 years. All right? But here's Jacob alone, and he's ready to quit deceiving and start believing. Amen? And Jacob, he, he dreamed a dream. 
And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, Here is God bringing the word to Jacob, presenting him with an opportunity to believe for the best. Tonight, God wants you to believe for the best. He wants you to expect the best. Why? You can have the best. You can live in the best. You can drive the best. You can wear the best. God wants us to be the best. He wants us to be the head, not the tail. Amen? He wants us to be above, not beneath. We're supposed to tread on serpents, not serpents treading on us. Amen? So the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. So this is the grandson of Abraham. The land whereon you lie, to you I will give it and your seed. Three times he told three different people that I'm going to give you some lands. God's got some land for you. Amen? Listen, the land that God wants you to have is not just for us four and no more. Uh Uh-oh, that's not God's thinking. God thinks big, right? Jabez, two verses in Second Chronicles, expand my territory. Don't let me be a pain. And God heard his prayer and answered him. He expanded his territory. Say, it's time for me to expand. But in order to us to expand, we got to expand our faith. We got to expand our, our, our ability to believe. We got to expand our capacity to receive. Amen. See, I can have more. God's the God of more than enough, not just enough. He's the God of more than enough. All right? He's not giving you barely get along street or grumble alley. He's giving you blessing avenue. Hallelujah. Okay? I'm the God of your father, Isaac. The land we own, uh, I'll give it to you and to your seed. And to your seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Dust is everywhere. Have you ever been to a place in your house that didn't have dust? I just wiped it yesterday and there's dust again today. When God speaks of dust, he speaks of increase, multiplication, more, more, more. Okay? And you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south. And in you shall your seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God wants you to be a blessing to this earth in the name of Jesus. You are not just here to take up space, but you have a divine purpose. You have a divine call. You were born with it. God God had this plan for your life before you were born. And it's about time we walk. I don't care if you're 80, 10, or 1. You can get in God's plan. When did Moses figure out God's plan for his life? When he was 80. He spent 40 years in Egypt, right? 40 years leading sheep in the wilderness. And 40 years serving God as a deliverer that God meant him to be. Man, if I can find my plan when I'm 80, that's, that's all right. There's hope for me. Amen? You're, you're not too late or you haven't missed it because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. 
what God called you to do, what God meant for you when you were born has never changed. His calling for your life, his plan for your life has never changed. Whether or not you, 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 you get involved with it, whether or not you accept it, whether or not you do it, God's plan for you has never changed, will never change. What he meant for you then, he meant for you now. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't take them back. But it's about high time that we get involved with God's plan for our lives. And how do you figure that out? You've got to have a conversation with God. You've got to talk with God. He'll show you. And if you don't know how to do it, he'll show you how to do it. If you don't know where to do it, he'll, he'll show you where to go. He'll show you the steps to take. God is a good God. God is good all the time. He's full-time good. He never punches out of the good clock. God is good all the time. He stays good. Good is his nature. He's good to you. He's good to his word. He's good. God, anything that God does for you, he does good things for you, not bad things. All good and perfect gifts come down from him. Okay? And behold, I am with you. Does that, knowing that God is with you, doesn't that build confidence? You're like, God's with me, bring it on. Amen? And I will keep you in all the places where you go. Woo! God is the best traveling partner. I'm going to keep you wherever you go. God can keep you in Palmyra. He can keep you in California. He can keep you in India. He can keep you in Africa. He can keep you in Asia. Hallelujah. He can keep you in your, as long as you're doing what he wants you to do. But see, if you're doing your own thing, if you're out of God's will, you're, you're open game for the enemy. It's like Elmer Fudd saying, oh, I got him now. <laughs> He's out of God's will. I'm going to get him now. That waskly believer. And I will bring you again into this land. God knew that Jacob was going to come back to this place. For I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to you of. Listen, God is going to be with you, right? And God has great patience. Some of you, sometimes he's, he's waited a long time for us. He's like, it's about time that they're getting a hold of these things. I've waited for a long time for this. Let's go. Amen? All right. Let's go to Genesis 39. And let's see the great-grandson of Abraham. You know, when... When your kids have kids, you're grand. But when your grandkids have kids, you're, or, or no. Yeah. Okay. When your kids have kids, you're grand. But when your grandkids have kids, you're great. Hallelujah. Genesis 39, a great grandson of Abraham, who was Jacob's son. This is fourth generation. All right? Anything that's established with three generations is going to last. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three generations. Right? When something is established for three generations, 
It's going to go on. Hallelujah. Just this past May, the Hagen's grandsons, two of the Hagen's grandsons graduated. Because Pastor Hagen has a saying, he said, as long as there's a breath in the Hagen's, rain was going to go. And right now, the second generation, uh, his son and his daughter, Craig and Denise, they're, they're pretty much running everything now. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, Genesis 39. Joseph went through some things. Say, God wants the best for me. Even when things don't seem to work out like we want, God still wants the best, and he'll bring the best out of the bad things. Only God can bring the best out of the bad things, out of the trouble, out of the difficulty, out of the challenge, out of the trial, out of the test. God can bring something good. God can make something good out of it. Amen. He wants you to have the best. He wants the best for you. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep saying that because that's going to come alive on the inside of you. God wants, you're going to leave here tonight and say, God wants the best for me. Can you believe you're going to go home and you're going to say, God wants the best for me. You're going to say it so much that people aren't going to want to hear it. But you're going to say, God wants the best for me. Hallelujah. Genesis 39, verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down there. You know Things aren't starting off good when you're sold. Amen? You know, people want to talk about slavery. How come they never talk about the people who sold the people into slavery? How did they become slaves in the first place? Someone had to sell them. Who sold them? But that stuff's in the past. Amen? Let's, we, don't have to, we don't have to live in the past. But it was just a thought. Okay? Verse 2, Joseph's a slave, he's been stripped, he's been sold, and he's in a foreign country as a teenager. And the Lord was with Joseph. Let me tell you something, if you know that God is with you, it doesn't matter where you are, how you got to where you are, things are going to work out for your good. Why? God wants the best for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, God wants the best for me. God was with Joseph, and he was a what? A successful man. King James says prosperous man. How can a slave be a successful and a prosperous person? Because they, God was with him. He had the God factor. Amen? So... That tells me it doesn't matter what position you hold in life. As long as you know that God is with you, you're successful. Success begins with a vibrant relationship with God. How do you define success? Number one, knowing God. Number two, knowing his will. Number three, doing it. Amen? He was a prosperous, successful man... Notice he didn't say he was a good slave. says he was a prosperous and successful man. God didn't label him as a slave. 
Joseph didn't think of himself as a slave. Joseph didn't work like a slave. He didn't act like a slave. He didn't talk like a slave. He acted like a man of God. This life may give me lemons, but I'm going to make some lemonade and have me a lemonade stand. Amen? Too many people complain about the lemons, but the godly, the godly person is going to find out how to make lemonade out of those lemons. Amen? And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master, who was an unbeliever, a heathen, saw that the Lord was with him. What evidence is there that the Lord is with you? Number one, you have a good attitude. This is the most different slave I ever purchased, Potiphar was thinking. Why? It was, it was the attitude of Joseph. He was just betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery, and he got over it just like that. Oh, some of you would have a hard time. You'd be complaining the whole way to Egypt. Oh, I can't wait to get those. You'd be like Yosemite Sam, you know. But his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Everybody hold up your hands. Say, these hands are designed to prosper. Isn't that what Deuteronomy says? Whatever you put your hand to will prosper. Touch your body. Say, now my body's prospering. Touch your mind. My mind is prospering. Whatever, you, whatever your hand is put to, you've got prosperity in you. You're a child of the living God. You've got Jesus' DNA. His DNA is success and prosperity because he wants the best for you. You ooze the best out of you. Why? You've got Jesus in you. you got, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You've got greatness in you. You got faith in you. You got the Holy Ghost in you. You got the Word in you. You got the name of Jesus in you. You're designed to have the best, receive the best. Hallelujah. You were designed for the best. Why? That's God's will for you. Amen? Go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Hallelujah. I'm now getting into my message. This is where my notes start, right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many know the Holy Ghost knows what he's doing? If we just follow him, you'll be okay. If you just follow him, everything will work out for your good. Did you notice that God doesn't work out things for your bad? All things will work out for your good when you let God be involved. All right? What did God desire for Joshua? Joshua was a faithful servant of Moses. When they got out of Egypt and the bully Amalekite attacked Israel, Moses told Joshua, hey, get some men and go fight. Okay, let's go, right? He went into the fight. 
and he served Moses. When Moses would come to the tabernacle, he, everybody would see the glory of God. Then Moses would get finished in the day, but Joshua stayed there. Joshua accompanied Moses partway up to Mount Sinai. He was able to go to places because of his service and his love for his mentor. Joshua 1, verse 7. I'm sorry, verse 8. If God was going to give you a key to success, he would want you to succeed, wouldn't he? He wouldn't have told this to Joshua. He wouldn't have given this to Joshua if he wanted Joshua to fail. If he wanted Joshua to miss the mark, if he, if he wanted, you know, God doesn't want for you so-so. We don't have a so-so God. He's not a mediocre God. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. And that's what he wants for you. He wants the best for you. Joshua 1.8. This is the key that he gave Joshua to succeed in taking the promised land. If you want to take God's promises, this is what you got to do. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. What's the book of the law? All he had at that time, maybe he didn't even have all of it, was the first five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He had nothing more. Joshua didn't have 66 books of the Bible. As a matter of fact, probably those first five were still being written. Because Moses wrote the first five books of the, of the Bible. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. What's he saying? Speak the word. Everybody say, speak the word. How, how, how often? Every day. You want to develop rich conversations of speaking the word. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Why? That's the key to your victory. That's the key to your success. That's the key to getting God's best. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. Speak it. Well, how are you going to speak it? <laughs> well, he tells us. You shall meditate in once or twice. One day a week. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. What did he say? You shall meditate in it how often? Day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. You've got to have God's word is what you say. See, in order to speak the word, in order for it to not come out of your mouth, you've got to meditate in it day and night. Meditation is what puts the word in your heart. See, when you meditate the word, you are pondering it, you are muttering it, you are repeating it over and over and over, and it gets in you. It gets in on the ins- You've got to get it past just your head, and it's got to be in here like a firecracker that's lit. Meditate in the word, okay, day and night, that you may observe to what? To think about? To do. Everybody say, to do. Say, this is my to-do list. How often should I do this? Every day, day and night. See, the problem is we get out of the habit of putting the word first. 
And things come up in life, things we didn't expect, things we didn't know, things we didn't plan for, right? And those things become our conversation, and we stop conversing the Word. And we're wondering, where's God's power in this situation? Did you know that David was a loaded weapon? He, when he faced Goliath, he was loaded with the word. Because what did he speak to Goliath? He spoke the word. Goliath couldn't fight the word. David spoke the word to him, and the word defeated him. Then he cut off his head. Okay? All right? See, if you're not doing the word, you're going to forget it. James says, don't be a forgetful hearer, right? That you may observe to do according to some of it that was written. I'm only going to do the parts that I like. God's word is a buffet. I just get to pick and choose. No, you don't. That you may observe to do according to all that is written. You've got to do the stuff you like and the stuff you don't like. You've got to love your neighbor as yourself. I don't care what your neighbor did to you. You've got to forgive as he forgave you. I don't care what they did to you. You've got to take, you've got to take the stuff you like and the stuff you don't like, and you've got to do it. That you may observe to do according to all that is written. They say all that is written. Is there any part of the Bible that God didn't inspire? No, the Bible says that this, is the, this, this word is God-breathed. This has God's breath on it. This is God's fingerprint. This is God's, these are God's words that he spoke to people that they wrote down. This, work, this book has been preserved. It's still the number one bestseller of all time. People gave their life so that we could have this word in English. I mean, think about it. There was a time when they used to chain the Bible to the pulpit. Where, what do you think the Dark Ages was for? 400 years, Dark Ages. The Word was very minimal. That's why it was dark. Because the Word is the light. For 400 years, no one was preaching the Word. No one was studying the Word. If they were, it was very minimal. That's why it's called the Dark Ages. 400 years of time. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament. People without the word are dark. But the entrance of his word gives light. Okay. When you speak the word, when you meditate in the word, when you do the word, then, everybody say then. You don't get the success and prosperity until you do the first three steps. Then... Who's going to make your way prosperous? You are. If you do the word, the word equips you to prosper. You you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Say, I've been designed to prosper and to have good success. Because God wants the best for me. Because God loves me. He died for me. He called me to himself. He wants to fellowship with me. 
He favors me. Hallelujah. Do you realize there's not one sin that you've done that God's holding against you? I'm going to say that again. There's not one sin that you've done in your life that God's holding against you. Because when Jesus died on the cross, did he die for just one part of the world or the whole world? He paid the debt. That was it. It's done. Now get off your duff and start serving God. You know, it's good. You can give a nice little warning in the, in the midst of encouragement. <laughs> okay, go to First Kings chapter 2. First Kings chapter 2. I'm almost done. Verse 1, 1 Kings 2, verse 1. Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son. How can David recover from adultery and murder? God could never use someone who committed adultery and murder, adultery and murder, but yet he did. You know why? David asked for forgiveness, David repented and God forgave him. And as far as God was concerned, it's under the blood. When anything under the blood God can't see. Your mistakes are under the blood. Your sins are under the blood. Your disobedience is under the blood. Amen. So you might as well just obey God. Right? Everyone here has a clean slate, a fresh start, a new beginning. That's why it's called born again. Born from above. Hallelujah. You have a clean slate, a fresh start. Glory to God, a new beginning. You can write a fresh chapter in your book. Solomon was a product of David and Bathsheba. They lost their first son, but this was the second son who's now becoming king. Oh, come on. Let's, can we praise the grace of God? Amen? God, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Grace trumps sin all the time. Glory to God. It, 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 it conquers it. It's more p- powerful than it. Amen? This is God's grace in action. He gave Solomon, his, char- his son, a charge, a command. Verse 2, I go the way of all the earth. Does it sound like David's sad? No, he's encouraging his son. Listen, David's time has come. All right? I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. Sometimes we need to show ourselves a man, show ourselves a woman. Amen? If you're a man, be a man. If you're a woman, be a woman. Because there's no... I'm not going to say that. You are what you are. Amen? Verse 3. Keep the charge or the command of the Lord your God to walk in his ways. we got to walk in the ways of God. To keep his statutes, his law, 
oh, we're not under the law. You're not under the law of Moses, but there's still the law. God, Jesus made it into two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Guess what? That's a law. God didn't do away with law. He's still a God of laws. He just changed the laws. The Pharisees, they added all kinds of junk to the law. The law was impossible to, to uh, fulfill. But Jesus, he fulfilled it for us. And we get the benefit. Amen? We get the victory. Why? God wants the best for you. Say, God wants the best for me. I want you to put a big smile on your face and say, God wants the best for me. Hallelujah. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments. You know, sometimes when God tells you his will, sometimes we want to ride, override his will with our will. But when God passes a judgment, he's the only one qualified to judge. He's the most fair and loving and graceful judge and righteous judge there ever will be. When he, when he gives you a judgment saying this is the way it's going to be, you've got to follow that. You know, Paul wanted to go to preach the gospel in Asia, but God said, no, don't go to Asia. Okay? Then I guess God has another place for me. Yeah, there, he dreamed of a man of Macedonia saying, come on over. God said, Paul said, okay, let's go to Macedonia. That's where he met the Philippian jailer. That's where he met Lydia. That's where he cast out the devil from that, uh, p- the girl who was possessed by the spirit of uh, divination. He had great success in Macedonia. Why? God told him to be there. When you be where God tells you to be, you'll have great success. It's when we're in places where God told us not to be, that's where we have problems. So David's given his son this charge. Keep his statutes, his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies. You're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. As it is written in the law of Moses that you may, what? Prosper in all that you do. Say, I prosper in all that I do. Because God wants the best for me. All right, let's go to Third John 2, and then I'm done. Hallelujah. I only preached one thing from my notes tonight. <laughs> the prophet's praying that I get delivered from notes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Third, third John, verse 2. There's only one chapter. Beloved. Say, I'm God's beloved. Say, God loves me. You know, his love for you is everlasting. His love for you will never fade. His, no, his love for you will never buckle under pressure. God's love for you can withstand any pressure that you will ever go through in life. God loves you. It doesn't matter what we do. His love for us will never change. His love for us is unconditional. Beloved. Say, I'm God's Beloved. Say, he's talking to me, so I better listen. I wish or I desire above all things. This is God's will for you. And he makes it possible through Jesus Christ, through his word, through the Holy Spirit. I wish above all things for you that you, number one, that you may what? 
prosper, increase, succeed, and be in what? Health as your soul prospers. So God wishes above all things, he desires above all things that you prosper and that you be in health as your soul prospers. The qualifying part of that verse is our soul prospering. Because if you're going to have a problem in life, you're going to have a problem in your soul. Because your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. It's still attached to this world. And have you ever heard of soul ties? You get caught up with someone because your souls are connected. You got some soul trouble. Right? You got to get some soul food and get delivered. Put some scriptures and some barbecue sauce. That's some soul food, man. All right. Uh, I got to go to Second Chronicles 20. I got to read this one and then I'm done. <laughs> I thought I was done, but nah. Second Chronicles 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. <laughs> This came out of a king being surrounded by three armies. Everything was going good. Philistines were sending him gifts, you know, and he wakes up one day and he's surrounded by three armies. Trouble just came up. But he he sent some he he, he sent some praises up. But Second Chronicles twenty twenty, this you know, God said, The battle's not yours. I just need you to show up. And he said this. And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, as they went forth, as they were going, behold, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Hear me, O you Palmyrians, you people of Palmyra and from all the other places. But I'm calling you Palmyrians because you're here in Palmyra right now. Hear me, all you Palmyrians. <laughs> Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you what? So shall you prosper. It can't go any other way. God wants the best for you. He establishes you in the word, and he encourages you with the prophetic. And you prosper. God Say, God wants the best for me. He wants you to be in the best health, best wealth, best shape, best communication that you can ever be in. Amen? And you say, well, I've messed up too much. No, you haven't. You have not drained God's grace. Amen? It's time for us to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. That's, God wants the best for you. He made it possible for us to have the best. He gave us himself. He shed his blood, his sinless blood. He was a pure and spotless lamb. He committed no sin, but he took our sin on himself. He paid our debt. We couldn't pay it, but he paid it. Hallelujah. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for your life. The best of your life can be the rest of your life. And the rest of your life can be the best of your life. 
The past is gone. It's in the tomb. Stop. Don't be a grave robber. Don't live in the tombstones. Don't live in, you were not designed to live in the graveyard. You were de- designed to live in the present. Because every, every day is a gift from God. It's the present. And, and you just serve God today. You walk with God today. You read his word today. You do what he wants you to do today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. As long as you're doing what you need to do today. Stick with the word. The word is the way to prosper and be successful in life. Amen. Hallelujah. If you need a touch in your body tonight, come and get touched. If you need strength, if you need help, if you need direction, come and get it. I wish I had a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Food is ready. Come and get it. It's on the table. The table is set. Come and get it. Come and get a touch from God. Come and get infused with his power.